Chapter 7 Some girls are different. That's what Marco thought. After everything he'd seen during Mystery's workshop, he was in no way a convert. Gocha wasn't like these other girls, he insisted. She came from a good family, she was well-educated, and she had morals, unlike that materialistic club trash. I'd heard it all before from dozens of guys, and I'd heard just as many intelligent women say, that wouldn't work on me, when I told them about the community. Yet minutes or hours later, I'd see them exchanging phone numbers or saliva with one of the boys. The smarter a girl is, the better it works. Party girls with attention deficit disorder generally don't stick around to hear the routines. A more perceptive, worldly, or educated girl will listen and think, and soon find herself ensnared. And so it was that Mystery and I found ourselves out on New Year's Eve with Marco and his one-eyedess, Gocha. Marco put on a gray suit, picked her up at 8 p.m., ran around and opened the car door for her, and handed her a dozen roses. She seemed like a bright, successful, well-bred girl. She was short with long chestnut hair, gentle eyes, and a smile that arced just a little wider on one side. Marco was right. She did look like the marrying kind. The restaurant was traditional Serbian fare, heavy on the red peppers and red meat, and the music was pure anarchy. Four brass bands wandered the rooms, blaring a cacophony of overlapping parade marches. I watched Marco and Gocha carefully all night, curious to see if this whole dating thing worked. They sat next to each other awkwardly. Their interaction consisted only of the necessary formalities of the evening. The menu, the service, the atmosphere. Ha ha, wasn't that funny when the waiter gave you my steak? The tension was killing me. It wasn't as if Marco was a natural. In grade school, he'd never been that popular, largely on account of being foreign, having the nickname Pumpkinhead, and joining the Young Republicans. By the time he had graduated, he was probably worse off than I was. At least I'd kissed a girl. In college, he began taking steps toward relations with the opposite sex. He purchased a leather jacket, invented an aristocratic background for himself, put Terence Trent Darby extensions in his hair, and bought his first Mercedes-Benz. The effort earned him some attention, even a few female friends. But it wasn't until junior year that he was finally comfortable enough around women to start removing clothes with them, thanks largely to a younger student he befriended, Dustin. The taste of those first small victories was so sweet that Marco stayed in college for three more years, basking in his hard-won popularity until the administration declined his application to enroll for a seventh year. One of Marco's more peculiar habits is that he takes hour-long showers every night. No one has ever come up with a plausible explanation of what he does in there, because nothing makes sense. Masturbating, for example, doesn't take that long. If you have any theories, please send them to manofstyle at gmail.com. And you won't be alone, because a lot of people have sent their theories in, and I still don't necessarily understand it. After watching Marco sit uselessly next to Gocha for an hour, I cracked. I grabbed my camera and ran Mystery's digital photo routine on the pair. I asked them to take a picture smiling, then one looking serious, and finally, a passionate picture, kissing, for example. Marco stuck his neck out toward her, chicken-like, and pecked. 
No, a real kiss, I insisted, concluding the routine as the two would-be betrothed lips bumped in what was the clumsiest first kiss I had ever witnessed. After dinner, Mystery and I terrorized the two-room restaurant, dancing with the old men, performing magic tricks for the waiters, and flirting indiscriminately with the married women. When we returned to the table, glowing, Gocha's eyes met mine. For a moment, they seemed to sparkle, as if searching for something in my gaze. I could swear it was an IOI. That night, I was awoken by a warm body climbing under the covers. It was my turn to share the bed with Marco, but this wasn't Marco. It was a woman's body. I felt a pair of warm hands caress my newly shaven skull. Gocha? Shh, she said, and sucked my upper lip into her mouth. I pulled loose. But what about Marco? He's in the shower, she said. Did you and he... No, she said with a contempt that surprised me. Gocha and I had hit it off that night. So had Gocha and Mystery. She had made a pass at Mystery earlier, and he'd pretended not to notice. But it was harder not to notice her when she was in my bed, in my nostrils, in my mouth. Sure, she'd had a few drinks, but alcohol has never caused anyone to do something they didn't want to. It only enables them to do what they've always wanted but repressed. And right now, it looked like Gocha wanted to be with a man who possessed all six of the five characteristics of an alpha male. Logically, it's easy to say that it's wrong to sleep with a girl your friend is pursuing. But when her body is pressed against yours so submissively, and you can smell the conditioner in her hair, strawberry, and that storm cloud of passion created by her desire has begun gathering around the two of you, try saying no. It's just too right there. I ran my hands beneath her hair and slowly dragged my fingernails upward along her scalp. A shiver of pleasure ran through her body. Our lips met, our tongues met, our chests met. I couldn't do this. I can't do this, I told her. Why? Because of Marco. Marco? she asked, as if she'd never heard the name before. He's sweet, but he's just a friend. Listen, I said. You should go. Marco will probably be out of the shower soon. Fifty minutes later, Marco was out of the shower. I heard him and Gocha arguing in Serbian in the hallway. A door slammed. Marco walked wearily into the room and collapsed onto his half of the bed. Well, I asked. He was never one to show much emotion. Well, I want to take Mystery's next workshop. <laughs>